0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Burnout Brighter podcast. My name's Matt. I'll be your host for this evening's events. This will be episode 90. On this week's show, I'm joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Darren. Hello. And I am super stoked and absolutely excited to have one of the nicest people in gaming Joining us today, his positivity and energy is something that I desire and, you know, I want to work forward to from the Trophy Room, co-founder of 61 Indie. We have Mr. K-Step himself, Kyle, joining us on the show today. Woo. Thank you for coming, Kyle.
1: Oh my God, Matt, that might have been the best intro I've ever received. Thank you so much. <laughs> I feel I feel so buffed up and powerful. You should, you man. I'm <laughs> jealous. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Darren, maybe one day I'll give you an intro like that. But Kyle, oh. gen- genuinely, your energy and your positivity and how unbelievably kind you – like, you always come across as someone who is so – you're just such a nice guy and, like, you come across so genuine. So I really appreciate what you do on the internet. So thank you for joining you. us. It means a lot. I'm, I'm
1: happy that that's coming across because that's what I aim to do. There's too much uh, negative negativity out there and nastiness just in games in general just outside of games, of course, always. So – Try to yeah. be that little bit of a bright light in dark times. That's that's what I aim for. So I'm I'm happy that it's it's working.
0: It is. So for <laughs> Kyle, for anyone who doesn't know who you are, give us the spiel. Where can people find you? What do you do?
1: Who are sure, you? Sure. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Kstep. Um, I podcast every single week about playstation with a uh, a friend that i met through the kind of funny community it's called the trophy room a playstation podcast each and every week the latest and greatest in all things playstation um and we also um or i also co-founded a indie game site where we cover indie games because they truly are the best games out there in and out like Without indie games, video games would be a whole lot more boring, in my opinion. So that's at 61indie.com and 61indie pretty much everywhere.
0: Perfect. And I have to say, Kyle, uh, listening to the Trophy Room, Joseph just is like Jared Petty. Just yeah. 2.0. I just the vibes I was getting off of him just gave me a mm-hmm. lot of Jared Petty. Um, yeah, everybody with, with a little bit more chaos with, with Joe, a little yes. bit, yeah, a little bit. I feel like when you get Jared going on his like uh indie game from 30 years ago, nobody's ever heard of, once again, mm-hmm. to that chaotic element. But, but yeah. everybody, please go check out Kyle everywhere. The Trophy Room is a fantastic podcast, and you were just on some kind of funny content, crazy. P.S. I love you. How was that? That's so cool. Uh, I still don't think it was real. I think (laughs) I dreamt
1: it. I think it's uh, something that did not happen. I definitely didn't cry my eyes out the moment that the show (laughs) ended here in this very chair. Um, It was an absolute dream come true. I hope it's not the last time I'm on one of their their stuff. Um, Yeah, I just – ever since Greg – was my secret Santa just randomly luck of the draw and him being gracious enough to have me guess on his baby and trust me enough to not screw it up uh, means a whole lot and um, I'm happy people dig it because I was very nervous because I know how I know how like um, I put in quotes like relative like no names member of the communities that have popped up on their shows they always face that uphill climb and yeah you know i try to i try not to cut off greg miller because you don't cut off greg miller on a podcast you just don't do it same thing with bless
0: yeah no uh you were fantastic the episode was a ton of fun to listen to so if you haven't checked it out yet please go check out kyle on ps i love you go check him out on all his stuff but today's episode will be all about playstation at e3 or summer games fest do we know what's happening we're gonna make some predictions to try and figure it out Also, for news, we're going to be talking about Twitch tags, Team Ninja making a Final Fantasy game, Zelda Amiibo bullshit, and a couple more, but that will be the show for today. But we are going to start, as we always do, with a round of random questions. Now, Kyle, for anyone who's uninformed, our show always starts off with a round of random questions. I put zero thought into these, for better Mm -hmm. or for worse, which means the questions that come out sometimes are great, sometimes are not, and then we ask our guests to do the same just because it's part of the fun. So, Kyle... Yeah. If I wanted to ask you a random question that I had not prepared for, but now I'm going to talk for a couple seconds as I try and think about (laughs) what I want to ask
2: you.
3: Lead-in always tells the audience
0: uh, that, you know,
3: it's not a necessarily 50-50 shot of if we put thought into them, it
0: it skews one direction.
3: (laughs) I won't say Mm. which
0: direction. Okay. I got it. Okay. Thank you, Darren. I figured it out. Um, Kyle, I know from listening to the Trophy Room that you're, like Darren, very much a physical media kind of guy, right? Oh, you like dad. to have...
1: We're going to get along yes. just fine. <laughs> yes.
0: I'm very much hashtag Team Joseph here with the digital media is the way to go now. Okay. But what I wanted to know is if you could pick any game out of existence that you don't have a physical copy of, which game would you want that physical or special edition of and Why?
1: Oh, we're gonna throw special editions out there? That's an easy one. Let's do it. Give me give me that Last of Us pandemic. Uh, with the, the first statue of Joel and Ellie back in the day from PS3. Oh, that was one man. that I nice. missed out on a pre-order of, and that's one that I, I kick myself every time I think about, like, collector's editions and whatever. I try to aim to get collector's editions of all Sony first-party stuff, uh-huh. just because I'm a huge PlayStation fan. And I mean, it's a huge bummer that Miles didn't get one, or even Demon Souls, even though I'm not a Souls player. Um, so I'm hoping, like, Horizon Forbidden West, we get one. But, like, from... All the first party games, The Last of Us, and that statue, that edition, I I kick myself for not getting it because that statue alone now is like five hundred dollars, like on eBay. It's like ridiculously expensive. So then, follow up question: What is your
0: yeah? What is your favorite one that you have? If you had to pick one, ooh, that's
1: tough. I mean, the God of War one's pretty great. Yeah. It's pretty that statue's probably one of the best ones that Sony's put out. Um, so I'm a big fan of that one. But uh I'm also a big fan of that ghost of Tsushima mask. Yes that I ha- I have behind me in, in those cases. Um it's really it's really, really well done. Um Sony for the last couple of years have really knocked it out of the park with their collectors editions. Yeah. Pretty much true. every single one has been fantastic i i only down the, the one that wasn't as high is i wish the spider-man statue was a little bit bigger it's very small i thought it would have been maybe a little bit more grander yeah. in, in its presence but like then you have naughty dogs last of Us part two and that collection position is like my god there's so much stuff in there beautiful
0: <laughs> that statue is beautiful mm-hmm. okay great so then we have two fantastic answers so now kyle i will throw the ball to you now and yeah. you could choose. Do you start with me or do you start with Darren? And what question that we did not prepare you for do you yeah. want to ask who and why? Uh,
1: qualifying question. Does it have to be about video games? No.
0: no. It can be about anything. Beautiful.
1: Okay. Uh, let's start with Matt.
0: All okay. right.
1: Matt, if you were a, a, a shoe, what kind of shoe would you be? Oh, crap. <laughs>
0: um, I never thought that I'd have a shoe, another shoe-related question come at me after... Uh, Darren's infamous shoe question, but if I were a shoe damn it, I don't like how much you two are gonna get along. I regret <laughs> everything right now. Well, honestly, before
1: we, we, we started recording and you were like, Yeah, we do random questions. The first one that popped in my head, I got asked this on an interview for a uh, uh an RA spot in college.
0: No way. uh, Yes.
1: I was like, ever since then, I was like, what a weird question. I answered it. (laughs) I thought I gave an excellent answer, but I'll wait for, for yours before I say what I said.
0: Well, now it makes me even more nervous. Um, (laughs) If I were a shoe, you know what? I would be um, the Nike Air Jordans, the Chicago edition, just that clean white and red. I have been after that shoe for so long and I'm not a big like sneaker guy. But that shoe for me is like when when I think of just like a good looking high top, it's always the Air Jordans, just the red and white with the black Mm -hmm. logo. It just looks so clean. And for me, I feel like I just that shoe just reaches out to me. Wait, you're so confident about yourself. Yeah. Thank you. you. (laughs) Uh, With with the follow up being any of the Nike PlayStation shoes. Now I'm just like checking the Nike website every day to see when those Paul George PS5 editions are going to come up and how impossible those are going to be to get. Mhm,
1: for sure. Yeah. So it's funny you bring that up. My answer to uh, the the um, the dorm director was <laughs> a high top basketball shoe. Nice, be- because it provides support when you need it the most. I thought I was like oh. really on it. Didn't get the job. <laughs> Did not get the position. <laughs> dare. But them? I'm very proud of pulling that out of nowhere when they asked me that. like I was prepared for every other question. But like, what kind of shoe? I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a supportive one. That's a yeah, good yeah, answer, yeah. though. And I feel like they better not, you better have not have left and they're like a high top. Cause, like, come on, yep. that's a great answer.
1: Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, I, I think out of all the other shoes that they got, you know, answered with, I feel like that's probably the best shoe. If you're looking for
0: a quality team member, I mean, come on, support is where it's at. Yeah, and completely course. unbiased with my answer. Completely unbiased, but I think yours was the right one. Sweet. Uh, and now Darren's it. turn. <sighs> Darren, if there is any
1: – if you had to pick any old school cartoon from the 90s to get a live action version, which would it be?
3: Oh, okay. Oh, man. um, That's tough. And I was just like yesterday watching – I don't know why I did this. I was really bored. I was watching like these YouTube videos that are like, guess that 90s cartoon theme song. And I was just (laughs) Mm -hmm. like going through lists of cartoons. Um, My answer might be a little unconventional. I'm going to go with Courage the Cowardly Dog. Because first of all, I love Courage the Cowardly Dog. One of my favorite cartoons uh, from when I was younger. um, Because I want to see... What kind of horrific stuff they could get away with <laughs> in, in live action? That show is traumatizing, and I want to see them go like full R, like gore, just like <laughs> totally messed up. Just like they did. They recently did like a Door of the Explorer live action film that was kind of like a joke. Was it bad? Yeah, it was like was bad actually. It was in on the joke and everything, so mm-hmm. I'm thinking that, but like darker.
1: Yeah, so I also went with the darker there. I was like, give me a red and Stimpy in oh, yeah, live action, yeah. or or like ah real monsters. Like yeah. I want to see like actual real life versions of these cat the like, cartoon monsters. Like, Get David Cronenberg I think to cool.
3: direct a live action <laughs> ah real monsters.
0: <laughs> just make it horrific yes. as
1: hell yes
0: well now that i'm deeply uncomfortable uh <laughs> before, before we move on to our next segment darren good answer and kyle thank you so much for asking us your random thank you. questions. uh and before we jump into what we've been up to lately kyle whenever we have a new guest on the show we always like to ask them about a game that matters to them uh we always like to tie our conversations back into mental health if we can and we're big you know proponents of taking care of yourself and and you know wellness so what i want to ask you is what is a game that matters to you be it one that got you through a dark time or a game that was there for you what is a game that kind of brings those kinds of emotions out
1: yeah so there's there's a couple that instantly come to to mind and i've i've spoken recently about walking dead season one telltale and how much that game means to me so i won't won't talk about that one here i also speak volumes about celeste and what that did with me understanding anxiety and something that I didn't really know that I was going through and just a simple in-game feather falling up and down and teaching me how to breathe. Like every time I get anxious, I think of that feather and, and like eventually when I have money, I'm going to get that feather tattooed somewhere on me. Cause that that game means a whole lot to me. But at the end of last year, I played a game from hello games, the last campfire. Um, The last campfire is a game that, I think we saw previews or whatever, like on E3 stage, I was like, oh, this looks cool. This looks like a cute little platformer. It's made from, I think, three or four devs uh, of the Hello Games team that did No Man's Sky. And you are basically this... Um, I'm forgetting what the, the name of the character is, but you're an ember. And... And it's your job as an ember to kind of find your way to your goal. And you don't know what your goal is. But as you are traversing this world, you come across these um, broken embers or lost embers. And they're like statues of themselves. and Or they're just really sad. And when you talk to them, they're like, they they, lo- they lost a piece of themselves that makes mm-hmm. them them. So it's a game about you finding that spark and that fire back for them and bringing them back and showing them that their life is has a worth to it, and it like it tackles it. It was definitely during a time where I was tackling with imposter syndrome like so heavily. And there's a couple different characters in there that are basically like I should just give up. Like no one loves me. No like. I'm, wor- I'm worthless. I- I'm not good at what I do. Like, and-, and having that and playing through that, it really helped me get through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like anxiety, depression. Um, uh, what is just like, I have no friends, I'm lonely. And, you know, you find that person's, you find that Ember's uh, fire and passion back and they realize like it's it's okay to be lonely like that's fine you don't have to like harp on it too much so that game you can beat in like five or six hours and it is jam-packed with just tons of these messages of like your life is worth living you have worth um the journey is part of life itself so don't give up and and keep going and i i remember finishing that game and just sobbing immediately afterwards that was my indie game of the year last year it just it's a super powerful game
0: wow Wow. i remember hearing about that game coming out but i didn't realize that it had such a profound effect so thank you for putting that on my radar because i'm definitely gonna go check it out now yeah
1: i think it also like because it's hello games and some of the dev team i can imagine like they are actually using real life experience from what happened with like the no man's sky fiasco yeah, and you guaranteed. can 100% see it in this game. And that even makes it even more special. Like I, that game deserves way more love than it, than it gets. Yeah. Cause well, I, I know only, I'm going to check it out
0: now.
3: Yeah. I Go only ahead, ever saw that advertised the one time on that Sony press conference and I never heard about it again. So I'm happy yeah. that you brought this to my attention. Cause I've apparently been yeah. missing out on like a fantastic game this whole time. Mm-hmm
1: also all you have to do is play and beat the game and you get a platinum so if you're into platinum trophies Perfect. it's an easy platinum on playstation
0: <laughs> I love it well then there you go kyle thank you so much for teaching us about the games that matter to you and i have to do a big big agree with for celeste that game yeah. taught me a lot about dealing with my own anxiety and depression so uh, i'm glad that it resonated with you too and mm-hmm. now i have a new one to check out with the last campfire so thank yeah. you so much you're welcome all right well then let's move on to what's new kyle we're gonna throw it to you again because you know we love hearing our guests talk what's new what's been going on what have you been playing lately what have you been watching just usually like used to what's new as a bit of a snapshot what's been going on
1: uh i I should be playing mass effect
0: uh because
1: (laughs) i i i never played the first game so i'm using this chance to to finally play because i absolutely adore the second and third one um and I'm only, like, an hour and a half in. Like, if you listen to me on PS I Love You, I haven't played since that part yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why is I'm stuck on MLB The Show. I can't not really? play that game. I love MLB The Show. That is a hidden gem that, that IP, that series that San Diego Studios um, have in the PlayStation first-party lineup. uh uh-huh. um, those games are year in and year out are fantastic and some of the best sports games ever made. So I have that itch to just keep playing and and do my road to the show and try to break the whole single season home run records and whatever. Um, So I've been playing a lot of that. Uh, Returnal grinding for those collectibles still. I'm close. I got that last log finally in the first biome. So that, that crazy thing is done. So I'm just worried about getting some ciphers and a, I have two more biomes to do and then the platinum is mine. Uh, How did you just, feel
0: about Returnal? I loved it. Yeah. Okay.
1: I uh, very early on, I was like, Oh man, I don't think I'm ever going to beat this game, but then they're <laughs> just what, what like a good roguelike does is it is hard at the beginning, but then when you learn the mechanics and learn what things you're supposed to pick up and help you and tailor it to your style of gameplay, it becomes a breeze. Yeah. Um, I, like the last, it's hard to talk about the game without spoilers, but like yeah, the, the the last the, the second half of that game is was such a breeze for me because I knew exactly what weapon I I use and look out for, a Hollow Seeker, light machine gun. Anyone yes. struggling, yeah, that gun. <laughs> I leveled up it has like a portal beam and serrated projectiles which like eats away at the health bar over time.
0: That was exactly my gun with the serrated, project- so the serrated mm-hmm. projectiles and the um, the portal beam and a couple other ones. And I just, it just, I kept that yeah. gun even at like a 15 power level until yep. the last biome because I was like, I'm not trading this gun away unless I get the exact same thing, just stronger.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That was my game plan too. Um, so yeah, I absolutely love Returnal and I love House smart Games. So I'm happy that this seems to be another huge hit for them and I mm-hmm. hope that, PlayStation, you know, locks them up sooner rather than later because th- that team deserves it. Yeah, um, and then the other game uh, that I played um, and beat in one sitting is uh, Aerial Knights Never Yields.
2: Nice. I don't know yeah. if you guys
1: know about that one. That I've was a game. Unvi- it was unveiled at the last, I believe, the Nintendo Indies Direct that they okay. had. Um, and it really struck a chord because the developer, as a black man in games, he basically said, um, "This game is me making a spot in this industry that previously w- didn't have a spot for me. Like I'm making right. I'm making a mark myself and putting myself on the map." Um, it's a runner, and all you have to do is use the directional buttons, or you can use the face buttons. To avoid obstacles by jumping, sliding, uh, sprinting through them, okay. or, or doing like a um, a parkour hop, hop, like a little yeah, vault yeah. over lower ones. Um, but the the real standout, like gameplay, is simple. It's not like super hard. It slows down before obstacles on default, and the hard modes get unlocked after you beat the levels and whatnot. But mm-hmm. the the best part of it is the soundtrack. It's yes. like a, a Detroit um hip-hop artists and it's very jazzy and hip-hop blend it is so good <laughs> it's fantastic um easy platinum too but like the platinum is currently bugs, so nobody has it oh, so i'm oh, waiting yeah, on that patch true. but uh yeah well worth your time two hours tops i think i beat it all in so it's a it's a short experience but the music alone and the art style is is fantastic
0: Yeah, I've had my eye on that game for a little while. I tried the demo on the Switch when it released a couple weeks ago. And again, the music is fantastic. The style that that game carries is so, so cool. Um, I meant to pick it up, and then I honestly just forgot that it came out because I've been busy with Mass Effect. But I'm glad that you liked it, and I'm glad it sticks with you. Uh Nice. Awesome. Darren, what about you? What's new?
3: Well, um, I actually... Did not play Final Fantasy this past week. So, for like the first time, I you think in like a month, I'm oh. not going to bring up Final Fantasy 14. Because a little known, I don't <laughs> know if you have seen the show before, Kyle, but I just cannot get enough Final Fantasy 14. Uh, it's almost been a year since I started it, and I've been addicted ever since. It has been a while since I haven't played it. I've just been addicted to it ever since I started it. So, what I have done is I have finally beat. Uh, disco elysium for the very first time, finally, the final cut the final cut version. On, on, I played on the base PS4. Um, and honestly, I think that game was so good that it makes me hate video games a little bit, just a little bit, <laughs> because it, it like, I honestly think it's just so far above in terms of like writing what a lot of other games have strived to be. It's like, I want. Like, it's, like, raised the bar a bit for other games to meet. Um, I uh, just, I cannot say anything but glowing things about it. The writing, the choices, the atmosphere, like, the themes. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Kyle, did you ever play Disco Elysium?
1: It's one of those that I put um, a little bit of time into, and it was, it's such a dense game
2: that it's...
1: It's the one that I would love to experience because I had a great time. Like, shout out to the yeah. voice uh, performances in that game. It's outstanding. I don't know how that game was a thing without him, honestly, before the final no. cut. <laughs> I, yeah, it, like, exactly. it's, insa- it's crazy to me. But, yeah, Disco Elysium is fantastic. I love that world that they they built for mm-hmm.
3: it. It's, 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 like, it's weird <clears open throat> to me because, like... Yeah, I, I, I keep saying these good things about it. I do think in the middle of the game, it does like drag a little bit because of the density. It's like reading like a thousand page novel. Like it's just so intimidating to pick up sometimes after you like put it down for a bit. I had like yeah. moments where I'd, I'd not play it for like four days and then be like, oh crap. Like I have to remember what I was doing. Like who was I talking to? Like, but yeah. it sticks the landing really well. So like it, I, I think it's worth going back to um, and then other than that, uh, Matt convinced me, uh, to finally download, uh, knock back knock out city knockout. Oh my God. Oh, I- hell I- yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, it, I really was put off by the trailer when they first announced it on the Nintendo direct. I'm like, this looks dumb. I'm going to Save this. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I and, thought it looked, looked
1: like d- a joke of a game. So like yeah. I'm yeah I'm was blown away when I played it the other night. But go ahead.
3: Yeah. No. Exactly. Uh, that was that was my response as well. Uh, I just was shocked that I, at how much fun I was having. It's like really well designed and like everything you'd want in a dodgeball game is there. Um, the my only complaint is I find like the lock on so sticky. That sometimes like with if you got like a cage ball which uh, traps people sometimes I'd want to like turn around and throw them off the ledge but like I'd be snapped to a target so I couldn't like break Mm. away and then I'd get hit but yeah that's like a minor complaint like
0: I don't know I hope that this game gets a good following because it's just really fun. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised, and I had the same reaction that you guys did when I first saw the trailer. I was like, "Nah, this doesn't look like it's going to be very good." And Kyle, I'm, I I buy into the hype very easily. Yeah. Um, so when I saw people start tweeting about it and they're like, "Knockout, Knockout City is actually good," and I was like, "Okay," mm-hmm. and I went and downloaded it, and I convinced you know Darren and four of our other friends to download it. So we had a you know three v three private match going, and it is a ton of fun.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: have you jumped into it much? Uh, we
1: played on stream while we, on Saturday, we were raising money for the, uh, Palestine Children Relief Fund, Mm -hmm. and, uh, we played for about two, three hours, took a break, and hopped into Castle Crashes because I never played that game before, and within, like, within, like, 30, 45 minutes, we were like, you know what, let's go back to Knockout City, like, that, (laughs) that game was so much fun, yeah, it's just... I immediately bought it after stream. Like they deserve the, the 20 bucks or whatever. Cause it is so good. Uh shocked at a studio that is known for making the Mario Kart live circuit like toy. And that's it. Made this. That's all yeah, that's it. I think that also was part of the reason why I was so hesitant about it. Like how are they going to take that and make a multiplayer like dodgeball game? And by all means, I'm so happy to admit that I'm wrong. Cause I had so much fun
0: it's addicting. yeah big agree and i i yeah. love the noise when the dodgeball hits it's so satisfying mm-hmm. that, like, thwack yeah the game the game is a lot of fun i do find online playing just all with randoms can be very very hit or miss because if you have a team that isn't very great you just get steamrolled. like there's no opportunity for you to kind of fight back yeah um but outside of that but i feel like you know any online game can suffer with that but the game is a pleasant surprise. If you're curious about it, there is a free trial going on across pretty much all platforms, and there is full cross-play. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're curious about it, you have until the end of May to go give it a whirl. Go check out Knockout City, because that game is surprisingly great. And uh, other than and that, as, Matt, what else have you been up to? I've actually, Kyle, similarly, I've never played Mass Effect, period. Um, oh, sweet. So I'm, okay. actu- I'm actually working my way through one right now. Uh, I'm about... 18 hours in i want to say and i am pleasantly surprised with how much i'm liking it i talked about it uh a little bit earlier but the game's writing is fantastic and like i wasn't expecting it to be at that level given that like it's an older game you know Mm -hmm. i i kind of went in with my expectations a little lower and there are some gameplay mechanics and there are some things that don't hold up as well but the writing is spectacular um the characters feel fully fleshed out, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. And I'm I'm very curious to see how it ends because I've heard great things about the ending, along with the starting of two. Um, so I'm excited to finish one and get into two and three. Uh, but I'm I'm enjoying it. I think that they with the things that the changes that they made in the remaster, from what I understand, with the shooting and the way that the mako controls, uh, everything feels great. The shots feel good. The guns feel great. I'm having a, a good time with it. And like even some of the choices and stuff, I've heard a lot about like do a lot of the side quests in one because they matter a lot in two and three. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very curious to see how um, my decisions will impact what will happen later on. Uh, I know you quickly mentioned earlier, but you, are you a big fan of Mass Effect 2 and 3?
1: I love Mass Effect 2 and 3, yeah. Um, since I'm mostly a PlayStation Person, um, I never owned Xbox until Xbox One X a couple years ago, and then I quickly mm-hmm. traded that in to help pay for my PS5. Um, <laughs> so I, I never got to play the first one when it came out, or even since that point. Like I bought the trilogy on PS3 um, just so when three came out, I think it was a bundle along with the with three, and yeah. I still only played two and three because um, <laughs> I, I think I maybe I think I maybe popped it in for a second. I was like, oh man, this is. It's wrong. Everything is it's just wrong. made better into, <laughs> and yeah. um, like uh, me playing through one and that my short time just laughing at how bad the inventory system is in one. Like, oh my god, it's so bad. <laughs>
2: <If> <laughs> but I like,
1: have- but then you get like you see Saren and like instantly hate this person, and like they do <laughs> such a great job with setting up this big villain like so quickly and I'm like oh okay mm-hmm. I'm in I want to I want to see the, what happens but I'm I'm also like let's get to 2 Kyle cuz I want to reexperience too like as soon as possible
0: <laughs> nice yeah the inventory system is hot garbage um yeah. I hit 300 weapons um or 300 items in my inventory and the thing that frustrated me the most is I had all these things marked as junk I couldn't actually turn any of them into omni gels i could only turn in the new stuff that i was getting in that it wouldn't let me put into in my inventory uh, into omni gels and it's just like why can't i convert my old stuff if this is a factor that already works if mm-hmm. you make me convert the new stuff why not let me do it with my old stuff so i'm not just getting rid of all these new things i'm collecting but yeah outside of a couple of things there that i think just gameplay wise you know i'm sure they make better in two and three not to um, mention
1: hitting l3 is crouch and not sprint <laughs>
0: Oh God! Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a there. That game needs. Uh, I I think they did a sufficient amount to make it good now. Because even again, despite these issues, I am having fun yeah. with it. Um. But yeah. But guys, we're here today because we are coming up on one of the most exciting seasons in gaming. Every year, we got E three coming up. And we've got Summer Games Fest coming up. Two of the biggest deals in gaming where we're going to have lots of game announcements. We're going to have a lot of news coming at us hard and fast. And because Kyle has joined us today and, you know, coming from such a lovely PlayStation gamer, we decided to do a PlayStation Predictions episode. Now, we do know that at this point in time, there has been no official conference announced. We do know though they're not actually part of E3. But we do know that to some extent they are part of Summer Games Fest as their logo is included as part of like their announcement thing. So, guys, what we're going to do today is we're going, to go, we're going to go, we're going to go around. We're going to go three predictions each, and then we're going to, depending on time, either have one or two completely outlandish predictions, and then we'll come back to this a couple months from now once June is over. We'll we'll give the end of June as our kind of end date and see how we tallied up and see how we scored, and uh, there uh, we'll we'll take it from there. But. Before we even get into the predictions, what I want to first ask you guys, and what I want your opinion on is because something I haven't been able to land on. Do you think if PlayStation has a state of play, do you think they're going to do it the week before, the week during, or the week after? Because I can see every angle here, and I don't know where to land. Kyle, when do you think PlayStation makes a move, if they do?
1: I think it's going to be after the Xbox Mega Show, that is Xbox Bethesda Combined. I, yeah. I I think you don't want to go ahead of that just because like I think that show is gonna be super long. And there's gonna be a lot of announcements and it might just get mm-hmm. lost in the lost in the shuffle there. So I do think they'll wait until after that point. Um, I'm just not sure how long they wait, whether it's a week or two weeks, but I do expect them to do something big like I, I know they are part of the summer game fest, but they might just like show, show off one game and be like, hey, more to come on this date. I do think we'll get mm-hmm. the date whenever that one thing is shown off.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, definitely after the big mega Xbox and Bethesda show for sure.
0: Darren, what do you think?
3: Yeah, I I, I don't want to spoil my predictions yet because this is part of one of my predictions. Uh, okay. But I agree with you, Kyle. I think historically, Sony's always liked to be the one to have the final say at something, they like to mm. show off by one-upping Microsoft. Always, they did it, you know, with the uh, they did it with the the used games fiasco. when Xbox One was first announced. Uh, they like yep. to do it with you know uh, the PS Five showing off their. Well, actually, they, I think yeah, they they did go after Microsoft right when they were talking about the specs of the PS Five. I think Microsoft announced it first, or the who released that did. first. I, I think
0: Xbox was first. Correct,
3: anyways. Me or wrong. They're yeah, gonna wanna sh- they're gonna want to. They're gonna want to show them up, so they're gonna wait till after. But I'll uh, for more specifics. I'll wait till we uh, get to the actual predictions. All
0: right, yeah, because I'm I'm completely split. I completely understand both of your arguments. I think last like is what's likely. I just think it depends on how bullish they're feeling about what they have unannounced. You know, with um, with was it Jim Ryan a couple of weeks ago talking about the 25 first party games in development like i think if they're feeling ready they might come out swinging before anything even happens and then kind of left everybody else in the shadow but i think you guys are probably on point with saying that they'll be after so then let's get into these predictions uh darren i'm gonna throw to you first for your first prediction and then we'll do go to kyle and then we'll come back to myself in a kind of round table prediction off darren start us off and again remember your predictions can be broken down into parts for those split points okay what do you have for us
3: And I would also like to start by just saying for longtime listeners who might remember uh, the last time we did a predictions episode about Summer Games Fest. We had stakes involved that we have not really Mm -hmm. finished yet. I promise you it's coming. (laughs) We know what happened. Yes. We will settle things now that Matt is back in Canada land. So that's coming. (laughs) Um, Also... I want to uh, warn Kyle. I'm going to warn you in advance. I'm very okay. sorry. You're such a happy. You're such a happy man. You're you're so positive. And Matt, <laughs> you love hype so much. I am not really that happy of a man. Uh, I, I Matt, has, <laughs> Matt, Matt has dubbed me lovingly the hype hole, where hype goes to die. Um, ah, okay. so my predictions might seem a little pessimistic at times.
2: Apologies (laughs) in
3: advance. That's why you have you two to to raise me up. Okay. (laughs) So my first first prediction is actually uh, that Sony's state of play will not actually be part of Summer Games Fest at all. Now, I know that this prediction is actually the same prediction that I made last year. And I lost this bet. It was part of Summer Games Fest. Um, but this time, uh, Jeff Keighley's actually made a note to like go out and say, uh, keep your hype in check. I think the understanding is Sony will probably just show off some games at Summer Games Fest. But they'll probably do, they'll wait till August to do their state of play like they did last year. They had a state of play in August. They don't have a new console to show off. So I think it'll just be a couple games. And so, part of that waiting is that, yeah, that's my first prediction. It's going to be in August. They're going to show off a couple games, uh, but uh, mostly it will be pretty disappointing to anybody who thinks that it's going to be uh, a big thing in the middle of the summer. All right, I can see why he has that nickname now, Matt. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> the uh,
0: yeah, yeah, last year we had we had a, we had a big. Uh, disagreement about whether they were part of Summer Games Fest or not. I ended up winning that argument, uh, but I'm curious, Darren, because now, just like last time, you put an extended timer onto this, adding in <laughs> August as a state of play. You <laughs> bastard! So now we have to wait all the way until the end of August to score this. But I'll, I'll allow it this time. Uh, I'm I'm curious, Darren, whether you're right or if you're wrong. They're going to show how, how up. Much, how much? They're going to show up. They're just not going to have like a
3: state of play until the end of the summer. But they'll show some games. What do you think? What do you think, Kyle? I I, I'm
1: I don't disagree that there'll be a state of play in August, but I do think they're gonna have an event that's not a state of play kind of like what they did last year, showing off all the PS5 stuff. That was not a state of play. That was just a
0: PlayStation yeah, conference, PlayStation,
1: right? future of yeah, PlayStation future showcase of or something that. like that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So I, I think, I think you might be right with the state of play being in August, but I think the PlayStation showcase or future of games, whatever, out for PlayStation will, will still be within that window yeah. at some point.
0: Damn yeah. it. I didn't consider the semantics of the naming of state of play. <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> Crap. All right. Well, we'll see, Darren. Kyle, what's your first prediction?
1: Uh, it actually ties with Darren's a little bit. Um, okay. And, and why we are getting that showcase during Sator play Because Horizon Forbidden West is finally going to get a date. And it's going to be November 12th, 2021. Ooh. Wow. I, I, like- I, I put an actual date on. I was going to say September. I was going to say September, but then I saw that Deathloop got pushed back to September. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I, I think that's too close to do like another giant game for PlayStation uh, during the same month. So I'll give it a, a few months right in time for the holiday season. Get the new big, massive PlayStation IP out there in November. November 12th.
0: I like that a lot. I'm a big fan of dating things with these predictions, so I'm mm-hmm. so glad you threw an actual date on there. Yeah. I think you're probably spot on there. Honestly, mm-hmm. that feels like a November game. Um, yeah. And we haven't really seen too much about it. Yeah. Uh, so then I'll, I'm going to jump off of that prediction because I also have a uh, Horizon-themed one. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll lead with that one then. And what I'll say is that Horizon 2 similar to spider-man like i like you said i think there will be the whole gameplay reveal i think we're going to see a lot of it we'll get a date what the the things i'll add on to there is i think it's going to have a remastered uprest version of horizon zero dawn that game is curiously missing i know we just got it part of the um the what's it called mm-hmm. days of play not the days of play
1: uh, play at home initiative.
0: I play think. at home. Thank you. I know we just got it there, but it's it was curious, curiously absent from the PlayStation Plus collection, and I think we might see similar to Spider Man. They might kind of bundle in that first game mm. with a bit upres, looking a little bit better. The other thing that I think is going to be there, and I, you know, what, I'll say that it comes out the same day. I also think that those rumors of a a VR version of Horizon might also be kind of bundled in that with the expanded edition. So I'm thinking, like, we're going to get a Horizon Zero Two Forbidden West with an up-res Horizon Zero One and, like, a VR mode attached to that uh, for an extra 20 or 30 bucks. I think that that's a good way to get people in on the game. If, if somebody, if for whatever reason, missed the first one or for the VR players, I think the VR one will also be sold separately, but you'll be able to get it of like, a deluxe edition, um, bundling those all together. I, I don't know if they're going to go that far, but I, I think that those rumors of that VR edition are true. And I feel like um, we'll probably see it either to the lead up or alongside Horizon 2. What do you guys think? Wow. wow! I like it. I didn't know there That's was a be- lot in there. Yeah, a lot I of Horizon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if PlayStation will go that far. I'd love for that to be the case. Um, but I think with kind of, you know, I don't think they'll offer it for free, but I think if they add a twenty or thirty dollar price tag, similar to what they did with Miles Morales, including the first Spider Man, I think it's I think it's possible.
1: I actually uh, did not no. know about a VR rumor.
0: Yeah, there's rumors yeah. that uh, SIE London is doing it. That they are because after they did Blood and Truth, we haven't seen anything from them in quite a while. And the current rumors, again, there's no actual you know confirmation of this by any stretch. Is that um, they're working on making Horizon 1 fully VR. Interesting.
1: Hmm. Now... Uh, oh, okay. So I, I looked it up just to, to, to learn a little bit about it. And mm-hmm. apparently... Uh, who is this person? Callum Hurley, who is an industry veteran, he mm-hmm. put on he tweeted out on in October, 2019 was recently made aware of a very exciting new PlayStation VR game coming out of London studio. Not sure whether it'll be for PS4, PS5 or both, but it's really exciting. And an announcement could be on the horizon and horizon was capitalized.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh. uh, the, the only thing that I'm not sure of here is that whether they're going to wait for it and drop it along PSVR two Cause I just mm-hmm. don't know if the PS4 will handle it and, Horizon Two being seemingly cross generational. I don't. I don't know if they're going to go with it, but that's my prediction. I'm. I'm yeah. going to stick to it. I'm. I'm going to hope.
3: If If that was going to happen, I would see it being a PSVR two title, just because Sony previously did say they had no other PS four VR games in the pipeline.
2: Mm.
3: There was a. I, I remember that's them true. making a press release about that. They said there, there's nothing PS four VR coming from us um and i think with the new controls that would be actually a pretty good title although i feel so bad if whoever tweeted that out just made a mistake and
2: accidentally yeah, right?
3: capitalized <laughs> the ancient horizon and they just yeah like set the internet on fire yeah god
1: because <laughs> that happens all the time to me like i'll, I'll tweet out some, like a normal version of the word and It's like a name of a game and it auto-corrects it to the capitalized version. Like, no, that's not what
0: I mean. (laughs) No, damn it. (laughs) Good old auto-correct. All right. Darren, hit us with your second prediction. Okay.
3: This is interesting because I have both a Horizon prediction and a VR prediction. Which one do you want first? And I'll wait for the Keep the Horizon train going. Okay. Keep the Horizon train going. Y'all are going to hate me so much. Uh, I think think I'm just trying to incite the internet to hate us. I think that's all I'm trying to do. Good. Uh, Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Hey, you know, bad publicity is still publicity, right? Uh, (laughs) I don't even know where this is necessarily coming from. And I apologize. I just have this feeling, okay? Okay. There's going to be two games that are going to get delayed one of them okay. is horizon forbidden west and the other is Ghostwire tokyo both of those Ooh. games are gonna get delayed till early 2022 because of covid because the netherlands has still been hit pretty hard with covid and japan as well and that's caused a lot of delays and just because we all we saw from horizon was a cinematic trailer last year and we haven't really heard a lot about it since it made me suspicious Mm -hmm. that uh, they just haven't been able to get it. I don't think it would be a big delay, but I think, Mm -hmm. I think it would be like a, you know, like a end of the financial quarter, you know, early 2022, but I think it's going to get delayed, but before everyone just, you know, gets mad because I'm so pessimistic i will make this up in a later prediction okay because you might be thinking okay. what are they going to do for november what are they going to do for november if they don't have horizon i thought about that too so i'll just I'll okay go that That's okay right. a teaser. Right.
0: um i don't know we got some news recently that i will not news but lack thereof that god of war is probably not coming out this year but i don't know if people i don't think really it was ever planned to I come think- out this year yeah I think Jim Ryan did say that Horizon's still on track, but, I mean, anything could happen between now Mm -hmm. and launch, Mm -hmm. right? Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. I would really hate a world where the Switch Pro is real and alongside those rumors of Breath of the Wild 2 coming out March of next year. I really don't want a Horizon versus Zelda battle again. Again? Please, no! (laughs) Because Breath of the Wild kind of broke Horizon for me when I started playing it. I kept trying to climb everything and I couldn't. And yeah. it just it, it frustrated me. I really just don't want those two games to come out alongside each other again.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want to have to defend Horizon again against a Zelda game.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, it's not fair. It's but, Not that they're both that they're again. both
3: great games. Okay, they can both coexist. Yeah.
0: Yes, just I really hope we don't see them at the same time again because they were mm-hmm. literally within a couple of days of each other, if not the same day. All right, Darren, we'll see. We'll see about these delays. Yeah. And also, uh, Kyle, Kyle I what about you?
3: Sorry, I just want to say, Kyle, I, I appreciate yeah, you. Go. I can see how hard you're holding back, trying to say, like, "God <laughs> damn, those predictions are so dumb."
1: I no, no, they're fantastic. No, I'm I'm just <laughs> looking down at my predictions and like reworking them and trying to like I don't know. Because like I, I I before this uh, Matt was like I have like three realistic ones and two like out of the ballpark. Crazy I think boys. all mine yeah. are like out of the ballpark. Bulfark like super hyped ones. So I'm trying hey, to bring okay. them down to Earth a little bit. Um <laughs> so my second one I have is I think Capcom is gonna be there in some okay. form or fashion. The Capcom and PlayStation thing during the summer E3 time is pretty strong. You have RE7, yeah. you have RE2 remake, you have Village. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that continues, but where I'm I'm battling between two And it is Resident Evil's still like the 25th anniversary Uh of the franchise. And I think maybe. You know, I'm going to go with this one. I think RE4 remake is going to be shown off during PlayStation's E3 show they, they there's that re4 vr thing for oculus that they're doing that what they kind of threw in there um uh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. really weird because i was watching that re showcase on the playstation twitch channel and that wasn't even a part of it like really? they didn't even they didn't even have it on the show i found out afterwards while joe and i were off like oh this was announced it was apparently only on, it was on every other showcase besides the playstation
0: official wow channel. I just because know that.
1: it was an oculus thing um
3: that's crazy. So, yeah,
1: I think RE4, a proper RE4 remake is going to be hinted at. I at, uh, don't know if it's going to be like a January release or something, but mm-hmm. um, I think Resident Evil will be there in some way, shape, or
0: form. So, what do so you badly. want? What do you guys want? So, I know you're bo- like Darren, I know you're a big Resident Evil fan. Kyle, are you also a big Resident Evil guy? I was
1: not until this year. And uh, because of the trophy room, we do this Patreon show, Road to Greatness, where the community votes on what games we play and then Uh assign it a trophy level, whether it's worth it or not. Um, and they voted on resident evil four and I was so against it because like I thought I'm a a big scary cat, a big baby when it comes to horror games. I don't like (laughs) playing them. Um, also like, I, we know Resident Evil 4 is great, so why vote on it? Like, yeah, Relax. Yeah. But I played it and was not scared at all during it, but I had a great time. It was like dumb, fun, action-y. Yeah. Um, so because of that, I then played RE7 like immediately afterwards to get the hype from nice. Village. I played Village and beat it within nine hours. Had a good time with that. I'm playing through RE2 Remake now on stream. Right. So oh, I'm, nice. I'm falling in love with Resident Evil in the year 2021, which is wild. So but I would love to see four remade with great visuals and be able to um control it like RE2 remake I think would be the dream. Yeah. Um yeah, I think it, I think it would that game would be so good.
0: Yeah, and like I feel like it kind of goes along with the remake schedule that they've had. They usually go out like every other year. Darren, when do you think we see a date? I'm not asking you to to add it to your predictions but what do you think and when do you think we'll that that game will actually come out um when is the
3: oculus one supposed to come out is that next year it's a good question let me check because i don't think they'll release them too close together because they don't want to overlap on sales although the market for oculus is probably not going to cut that far into you know the, the sales it of, says
1: the, the 2021 remakes. release window for the Oculus okay. VR... so sometime this year.
3: Well if that's the case yeah I could see uh I'd probably think fall 2022 for RE remake. Okay. Uh just because uh they'll probably gonna do some DLC for Village that comes out like summer of next year. So that like they don't want to mm. overlap those things. They did two DLC packs for uh RE7 so I think some DLC packs for eights p- probable. So yeah, just to not overlap that, yeah. I, I could see fall twenty twenty two. Yeah, nice.
1: I was going back and forth between RE Four Remake and that Pragmata game that was shown. Yeah, we haven't last seen year.
3: anything about that since last year.
1: That's supposed to come out next year. That's a Capcom thing. So I, I don't know. I'd, Capcom will be there, but I, I do think it's in Resident Evil form. Yeah, yeah especially
0: with right the hype so coming mad. off of eight. Yeah, mm-hmm. with the hype coming off of eight, why not keep the train going? Absolutely. All right, for my second prediction, and I'm going to I'm going to move on this one even though I'm not completely sold on it, but I, I kind of want to get ahead of Darren here in case he's ha- kind of in the same wheelhouse for his November prediction here. Um, I think Kyle is right. I think we're going to see Horizon 2 in November. So what I think they're going to do to cap off the year, um, because... I feel like they're kind of want to kind of go out swinging. I think that those, the last of us remake uh, rumors are real. I think that's going to come out uh, December 3rd. I think they're going to slot that right at the end of the year. Um, It's a remake. We've had, we've coming off of the last of us two. last of us. One is still, you know, in the popular culture, especially with the show leading up. Uh, I think the show is supposed to come out sometime next year. I think we're going to see it at the very end of this year. um, And they'll put it a little bit later because it is a remake. I also think that The Last of Us 2 multiplayer will come out alongside it. I think you'll get The Last of Us 2 multiplayer, whether... I, I I don't know if they're going to make it fully standalone or not. I think it's going to be one of those things where if you have The Last of Us Part 2, you get access to it. Or if you buy the remake of the first one, you'll also have access to it to kind of give people a bit of an expanded player base. So I think we're going to see that December 3rd. I think it, the remake is real. I think we'll see it in June coming out later this year. And I also think that kind of in the event that something gets pushed or something gets delayed, they still go out this year with a bang... The Last of Us and Game Awards, Game Awards is also December, they're kind of synonymous and you know they kind of go hand in hand together given how it was rolled out before. But I think I think that's how they're gonna do it. I think they're gonna bundle in the last of us two multiplayer in and I think that's how we're gonna get it.
1: Yeah, I, I also had a, a factions reveal on on my list here.
3: Nice. Um,
1: don't know if it's a standalone or not, but I, I do think that Naughty Dog was saying uh, something along the lines of while they were developing it for Part 2, it became too big, so it's its own full yeah. standalone thing. So I could imagine like a Lost Legacy big multiplayer game of Factions, because Factions is rad. I'm not yeah. a multiplayer person, but that sucked me in when I was going for the Platinum last year. And had so much fun just playing Factions and non-stop. So yeah. I, would, I would so be down to see whatever Factions 2.0 is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be exciting.
0: And, and yeah, Matt, I, I think, and I think that's yeah. Go ahead, Darren.
3: I think I think you're onto something with the uh, the it being bundled or related to the remake in some way. I don't know if it's going to be you get the remake and you get factions, or if you get factions and you get the remake. I actually I think that's a pretty solid prediction to think that they're going to be connected as some kind of bundle.
0: Yeah, because I'm thinking of what uh, Capcom, Capcom did with was it Resident Evil Three remake, where you got that also that multiplayer Resistance. version. Yeah. Right? They kind of knew that like, you know, it, it was a remake, but they mm-hmm. added in that multiplayer. I think they're gonna go take a similar route. Um, but that is my second prediction. Darren, why don't you hit us with your last normal prediction?
3: So my last normal prediction was also super depressing, so I totally changed it. And I, <laughs> I, I'm on brand. Little, Yeah, I'm gonna be a little bit more positive and like I like how we're all kind of on the same wavelength. So I took more pieces from like your what you're given out. And I came up with one new prediction, more positive. I don't know if this is pie in the sky, but I think that they will show off the PSVR two headset. I think they will show it off. I think we'll finally get a look at what it's going to look like. And one of the, one of the, like, I forgot the word for when something's right at the start of something else. Anyways, one of the first games to come out with, yeah, whatever, not the show. The opener, launch window.
2: The,
3: yeah, the like launch title game with it there you go. will be Resident Evil 8 Village VR version. Oh. Just like they did with Ooh. Resident Evil 7. VR. Oh, no. VR 2 <laughs> will come with Village. Because they still did first wow. person. It still seems very VR compatible. I think it was successful enough that they'd be like, all right, I don't know if they're going to charge separately for it this time. Uh, Or if it'll be a free upgrade. But I think it will
0: launch together. Mm, Interesting. Are you a big VR guy, Kyle?
1: Yeah, I love my PSVR. I have an Oculus Quest 2 as well. Um, Little bum that I... I haven't played PSVR in a very long time. mm -hmm. uh, Which is a bummer, but... I am very excited for this new one, just from the single-cord thing alone. Granted, yeah, I would seriously. love for it to be wireless, but anything's better than that thick cord that really just, I'm afraid of tripping over and breaking this <laughs> yeah. couple hundred dollars machine that I can't afford to replace. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited for PSVR 2, and that is a huge like question when it comes to PlayStation this year, because the dev kits have gone out, like they're talking about it a whole lot, I could have sworn that would be another two years away, but i the more I hear about it, the more it feels farther along than I think. So yeah, I would love to see it. it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think you might be onto something Darren. the only thing that makes me nervous is like so far, the way that they've been handing out the VR information they just came to like drop it on a random like wednesday morning they're like by the way these are the, what the controllers look like mm-hmm. so i don't know if we're gonna see it during e3 but i i hope kyle you so you said you finished re8 how do you yeah. think that game would lend itself to vr in comparison to seven
1: so well actually when i was playing seven because i will never play resident evil in vr no way uh that <laughs> happened i tried <laughs> i tried the kitchen demo and i could not <laughs> Could yeah. not handle it. My eyes were closed the entire time. Um, <laughs> I think 8 would do very well, but as I was playing 7, I can notice that the game, it ran fine on its own, but like the textures and stuff were not as great as they could be because they had to be handled in the VR space. Right, 8 is so visually stunning that if the PSVR 2 can handle the textures and the way that world looks, that is going to be one beefy... And powerful VR helmet, like I'd be, I'd be super impressed if they can handle RE eight in VR and have it look as great as it does now. Yeah, um, and that would be such a huge selling point for for VR people for sure if it looks that great. Um, yeah, I don't know if it, if it's up to that quality though, because yeah. you got to make sure it's also like a a uh, what's the word I'm looking for affordable
0: yeah, headset. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. The,
1: can't be over $500, I don't think. It's got to be below that.
0: Yeah, I think you're right there. Nice. Well, thanks, Darren. Those are your three normal predictions. Kyle, can I get your last regular prediction?
1: Sure. Um, so, Blue Point
0: Games nice.
1: gave us already. Demon Souls last year as a launch window for a PS5. Um, mm-hmm. Before that, that summer, they were tweeting out, and they had a tweet where references would, like... 10 different franchises that haunts me to this day, because every single one that they talked about, I was like, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> um, but I think they're going to show off their other one, because I think they were working on two separate games, and it still kind of leads into the other games that they've worked on, being like a Sony Japan um, game that, mm-hmm. that they've helped, you know, bring back from the dead. And that's why they're going to remake a uh, beloved PS1 RPG that needs to come see the light of day. Legend of Dragoon Remake is going to be Bluepoint Games. Um, They're remaking it. It's real. It's happening. And everyone can experience that game in all its glory because that game had so many good ideas back in the day. And it's a shame that it just got thrown away and never really talked about or revived in any way shape or form because that game is great
0: i really hope you're right i have only ever heard good things about that game i've never actually played it i'm a huge rpg guy myself especially Mm -hmm. with jrpgs so i would love any jrpg to get that blue point treatment because i'm not a souls guy but i played demon souls because it was on ps5 and it's one of darren's favorite games so i was like all right i'll do it And, you know, putting my head through the wall for a couple months, I finally did manage to beat it. But I I really hope you're right, because a a nice JRPG, given that Bluepoint treatment, I think would look Mm -hmm. incredible.
3: I really hope you're right. I just can't wait to see your, like, final crazy prediction, because I'm already (laughs) loving everything that I'm hearing. Uh, I just want to, like, know what's your showstopper?
1: I don't know. I I honestly probably could have held that one back and did one of my other ones for, but I'm actually writing another one down now that I just thought of that I hope comes (laughs) back.
0: I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, For my last normal one, I'm kind of in between a couple here, but um, I'll uh, do I want to take Darren's pessimistic route or not? (laughs) Is what I'm trying to figure out. I'm a bad influence. Um, because I, I feel like that goes against everything in my nature. But oh, no, I'm not going to do it. Uh, <laughs> I think what they'll do is I think they're going to blow out the PlayStation Plus collection. I think they're going to add a bunch of games to it. Like, I I, I wrote down 20. I'll stick with that. I think we're going to see 20 new games added to that service. I think it will stay on PlayStation 5 as kind of like a value op for people who are buying to that console, especially with there, we don't see too many. Uh, you know, PS5 exclusive just yet, they're working on it. But there's obviously a lot more coming, but I think we might see some like a bunch of games added uh, again. It'll be a mix of first party and third party. Um, I think we'll see anything up to and including ghost of Tsushima. I don't think they'll go anything newer than that, but I kind of see them kind of using it as like a here are all the major exclusives you may have missed for PS4. Um, I think, I think they might do that. And again, leave it on PlayStation five. So PS four plus members wouldn't have access to it, but I I think that's what they might do. And that's, that's my hopeful prediction. And that's the one I'm going to stick with because my more pessimistic option, which I'm not going to use as a production, but I just want to vocalize was that they're just going to make that PlayStation plus video service that they're doing in Poland, which has Mm -hmm. like 10 movies and five shows (laughs) I I think realistically that's probably what they're going to do, but I think there's a world with how much of the gaming space is constantly talking about Game Pass and how much people are looking for PlayStation's alternative. I think this might be the beginning of what they might start doing on PS5. So I think we'll see anything up to and including Ghost of Tsushima added uh, along with some third-party stuff in the veins similar to like Persona 5 or Monster Hunter World. I I think we'll see them add to that. And that is my last prediction. Question yes will they
1: be able to upgrade get the ps5 enhancement upgrades
0: to these i think so because currently can can you not play god of war because god of war is part of that collection don't they have like the dual sense i haven't i haven't tested it
1: out yet i'm not sure but the the reason why i ask is because like ff7 remake it was on ps plus but you won't be able to get the ps5 upgrade with it still like it's very backwards so I don't know. Yeah,
0: I think that's a very square Enix thing. Like I, sure. I see that more I, th- I see that more coming from their decision than it is mm-hmm. from Sony's. And it does seem that God of War and Last of Us Part Two actually both have dual sense capabilities added. Um so I would I don't know if they're going to go as far as to make all of them completely PS5 friendly, but I think we might see a couple of them. Like for example, I could see Ghost of Tsushima if they don't have it already, having those kinds of um having that kind of work done to it. Sure. But I wonder, I wonder if if they're going to do it because I think they need to do something. Whether they will or if they won't, we'll find out. All right, Darren. We're running a little long here before we hit the news. So why don't we each do one pie in the sky, completely out there prediction. Darren, give me your, as we've titled, Aaron's dumb predictions named after our friend who once predicted the Crash remasters after Darren was adamant we would say new Crash. (laughs) Our good friend Aaron said, no, we'll just see old Crash. And he gave us no information other than that. And he was right. So can you give us your one ADP, your Aaron's Dumb prediction?
3: Well, as I alluded to before, when I was like, well, Horizon Forbidden West is going to get delayed. What's Sony going to do for November? That's because Sony's big November holiday title has not been announced yet. It's going to be announced in the summer and come out in November. It's going to be... A brand new PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. And it oh will be Oh my god. And yes! it will be an actual I hope you're right. Actual it'll will, it'll will be an actual Battle Royale game this time. Oh my! <laughs>
2: oh wow! Why?
3: Why? You started off so low. Well. It's in the name, Matt. It's in the name. Play City oh. Battle Royale. We gotta have a Battle Royale game.
1: So so <laughs> then, uh, like, lending Aloy and Kratos to Fortnite was just testing the waters to see if that's gonna work?
3: Exactly. Is, exactly. is it a shooter? Uh, yes. But it, it's not gonna be... Oh, scary. no! It's gonna, it's, why? It, okay. it's gonna be, like, <laughs> sort of a shooter. It's gonna be, like, the same way I would call, like, Knockout City a shooter. Like, some people will attack with, like different power-ups and weapons from Sony's history. But they'll all have, like, a hero power a la Apex related to their
0: character. Oh, wow. God, I hate this so much. <laughs> you started off so strong, Darren. You had me with All-Stars 2. I love the first one. I think it deserved another opportunity to be great. And then you had to battle Royale it, Darren. But you can't just do the same thing. You can't do the same thing
3: you got to do something new and old at the same time. So we're gonna have new PlayStation <laughs> All Stars, but old Battle Royale. So you oh, wanted man. pie in the sky, I gave you pie in the sky. Oh. That's that's no, it's gonna you,
0: happen. It's gonna happen. You gave me pain in the sky. You started off so well, Darren. It's like Piled you brought me.
1: out. It's like you brought out a pie for us, but then when we go to cut into it, it's just whipped cream. There's nothing else <laughs> underneath. <laughs>
0: And it's, like, the disappointing, like, no-name brand whipped cream. It's not yes! even Cool Whip. <laughs> no. It's slightly warm,
3: too. Darren, why? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just telling the truth. Don't shoot the messenger,
0: all right? I'm just letting you know what's going to happen. Damn it. Oh, well, man. Kyle, after that utter disappointment, what's your one outlandish <laughs> ADP?
1: Hmm. Are we Are we going to do, like, some honorable mentions afterwards? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, All right, so, uh, last Summer Game Fest, there was this big, massive reveal that Jeff Keighley was was hyping up. He was like, you don't want to miss this, the future video games are going to be shown off. And that was the Unreal Engine 5 demo. Yes. And there's no way that that is not a real game. And because Sony is partnering with Epic and investing in money, that Unreal 5 Engine demo is a real game and it's a Ubisoft developed exclusive from PlayStation 5, Princess of Persia.
2: Oh, oh my God. God.
3: <laughs> give it to me now. <laughs> I I would actually like that. I would actually yeah. be very happy about this. I mm-hmm. have no complaints. I actually cause the demo looked cool. I yeah, just, like you just kept changing it as you were going. I didn't know where you were going to end. I, I didn't yeah, know, I
0: didn't, turn it, didn't talk about it. End it talk that. about it. Talk about a twist ending. My god, yeah, both of you have so far smacked me with something that I just did not expect <laughs> right at the end there. I like it though. I could see it happening too. Like, I actually could see it
3: happening
1: because, like, PlayStation in that same article, like 25 new IP, whatever, and mm-hmm. and seeing. PlayStation go out to Square Enix and get so many like console exclusives from them and they're not first party. I mm-hmm. think they go to Ubisofts like, hey, what can we get for, for our console as an exclusive? And like, what better way than to bring back the, the Persia game series in a new way right. for a new generation to make it Princess of Persia? And get far away from that remake that does not look that great, but I'm still gonna play it
2: anyway.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that
0: remake does not look good.
3: I was gonna say that would actually be a perfect way for them to make up for that too, because everyone's so mad about that remake. It's like here's a new Mm -hmm. Prince of Persia, but it's Princess of Persia because Mm -hmm. we're you know, we're 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 evolving. So like Yes,
0: I'm happy. God, I can only imagine the amount of people who would have YouTube videos breaking their PS5 from making their Prince of Persia woke and female.
2: Oh, man. Oh,
0: God. <sighs> there would be so much backlash, but I think that would actually be pretty cool. I think that game would actually uh, yeah. be a lot of fun. Yeah.
3: Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, uh, Matt, oh
0: okay. the floor is yours. Yeah, bring right. it home. Right. So... Uh... There have been uh, some reports, some some articles, some things going on of uh, the crash uh, voice actors working on something. We don't know what that is with Toys for Bob, you know, moving on to becoming a Call of Duty studio and other things. We know they're working on something. So what I want to do is I want to paint you a picture. Okay. I want you to imagine a trailer beginning. Okay. I want you to imagine, you know, we see lush scenery. We see a Wumpa fruit fruit kind of drop into frame. We see Crash's shoes walk in. We see him pick him up. Okay. And then he starts to kind of dribble it a little bit, run around. Okay. Then we get a hard cut. We're in another beautiful fantasy land, right? We see purple feet run across. We see (laughs) some fire. right obviously alluding to spyro okay then we get a fade out we get a fade in on a stadium okay we get we hear the coins from mario we see the rings from sonic and then we see all four of them lined up To do a sprint around the track Because what we're getting Is Mario vs. Sonic vs. Crash vs. Spyro At the Tokyo 2021 Olympic Games Oh no son of a bitch You son of a bitch
1: (laughs) Oh no I was so with you I was like okay before you said Stadium and Mario, I was like, "All right, we're gonna see a precursor orb and I see a little marsupial's tail, yeah. and it's gonna be Jack and Daxter, and we're gonna get the, the trio platforming PlayStation icons."
0: Nope, an Olympic nope. games. We're getting an Olympic games. I hate it. People <sighs> will be mad because Jack and Daxter will not be included for whatever reason. <laughs> oh People man! Like Nathan Drake will be there. We'll have some Princess Peach. We'll have all those characters together. And what is like a huge crossover event to celebrate the Tokyo Olympics, which were supposed to be last year, are currently this year, apparently still happening. And uh, whenever those Olympics roll around, we get a new Mario versus Sonic. I think Sony wants a piece of that pie, that whipped cream, warm whipped cream filled pie, and they'll throw in Crash and Spyro. We'll work the things out with Activision and uh, we'll get Mario versus Sonic versus Crash versus Spyro at the Olympic Games. And that will be the full name.
1: I can't wait to do the triple jump with Spyro
0: right <laughs> right exactly they'll like clip his wings um and that's my uh one completely wow. outlandish out there prediction um after you after Darren hurting me I had another one I could have read with but I I had to come back swinging you had to hurt uh, me, back. but yeah Darren very very quickly give us an honorable mention uh well my what, honorable what is mention... is there anything else that you had on there
3: yeah uh, I was like. I kind of it wasn't good enough it was like God of War Ragnarok fall release date next year but with a very meaty quote meaty gameplay demo this summer but Ooh. uh that okay. was, I'm like I wasn't big enough so that's why I decided on the other one
0: all right Kyle what about you
1: uh I had two left I had Resistance 4 is back and Insomniac is developing it nice um and then Uncharted 5 is unveiled but not made by Naughty Dog
0: nice yeah i there are those rumors going around of what is it um san
1: diego studios san diego yeah
0: working on it do you think we see drake back in the role or do we see do we see his daughter or do you think we see i think it's his daughter
1: and then drake as the sully kind of character too nice that
0: makes sense sense. for my honorable mention i had a a ps2 mini we already had that playstation classic um i could see them but you know that wasn't that well received i can see them doing the ps2 mini them being just as impossible to get as the ps5 but uh you know <laughs> adding in a bit of stuff
2: mm-hmm.
0: all right guys well thank you so much for all your predictions because i feel like we got some good ones down and i'm very curious to score yeah. this over the next couple months and kyle i hope you'll come back on the show once we have Absolutely. our results to, to have a, another conversation about how we all scored out but let's quickly jump over to some news before we wrap the show Uh, My first news piece is coming from IGN. This is written by Adam Bankhurst. Twitch to add 350 plus new tags for gender, sexual orientation, race, ability, and more. Adam writes, Twitch has announced that it is adding more than 350 new tags related to gender, sexual orientation, race, nationality, ability, mental health, and more. As detailed in a a new blog from Twitch, these additions will arrive next week and will include such tags as transgender, black, disabled, veteran, VTuber, and very many more. Furthermore, Twitch will be removing references to "ally" from the LGBTQIA+ tag and will instead create a standalone "ally" tag. Now, Darren, we've talked about this before. We've talked about how Twitch and its toxicity and how it hasn't, um, you know, always handled things properly, along with a very, very long campaign from the transgender community to have a trans tag on. Uh, what do you think about t- Twitch finally seemingly listening? I'm very, very happy about it
3: uh, because you know that they are going to get backlash fr- from it. Uh, they're going to get backlash for it from a, you know, a specific segment of the gaming community that I don't don't want to be a part of. Um, and mm. uh, I'm happy that Twitch is just going to stick to its guns and do this because it's been a long time coming. People want tags to represent themselves. It's just a no brainer. So I'm, I'm super, super happy that it's coming.
0: Uh, Kyle, what I wanted to ask you is this is obviously I think great news and I think it's going to help Mm -hmm. people find more of a community for people who might not feel like they have one, but I think that there's a very real danger here with like what we saw have what happened with PogChamp when there was a lot of racism and a lot of shitty things happened. What do you think Twitch is going to do to kind of help embolden their creators to use these tags against people who treat them like shit like what do you think they should do or what do you think they will do? yeah I think that
1: that is the tough question because i I agree. I'm so happy this is a thing and and let people see themselves on the screen watching people that are. Are within their same communities, but I really hope Twitch has a plan to back them up and protect those streamers from people just popping into chat and saying the most heinous things possible. Because yes. you can you can make these categories and these tags for for these streamers to and, and for the, their communities, but if you're not going to back them up and help block out all that negativity and, and give the streamers and their mods the tools to kick them out and, like, forever mm-hmm. kick them out and they don't just make a new username and pop back in kind of thing, it's yeah. going to be, like, it's all for nothing. Because um, I, I... Hateful people will go to insane amount of length to spew hatred, and I think Twitch needs to know that, and I hope that they have a plan to back them up. I just... I don't know the correct answer from yeah. my point of view because, like, I ban IP addresses but I don't know yeah, how difficult yeah. that is but that is like at the base yeah. level that would be the best thing possible but, yeah yeah,
0: I'd agree I hope they have some plan in place because like we said after Champ, you know there's yeah. a lot of shitty things happening to well intentioned people so mm-hmm. I, I hope they have a plan Um but keep it locked just know that Twitch is adding those tags I uh, will have more news for you as it happens Our next piece of news is coming from Eurogamer written by Matt Wales. Team Ninja reportedly working on Neo-like Final Fantasy spinoff for PS5 and PC, the official reveal rumored for June. Square Enix is reportedly collaborating with Neo developer Team Ninja on an action-focused Final Fantasy spinoff for PS5 and PC titled Final Fantasy Origin. Um, It is supposed to slot into the action subgenre occupied by the likes of Team Ninja's own Neo games and From Software's Soul series albeit with a more accessible focus to appeal to a wider audience. Kyle, does a Souls-like Final Fantasy game do anything for you? I'm not good at Souls games at
1: all, (laughs) but I love Final Fantasy. So I will 100% check this out. If it's more of like the FF7 remake style of gameplay, but just... Relying heavily on taking your time and being patient with it like any other Souls game. Um, I think that would be really, really cool. So I, I'm definitely interested. In, and Team Ninja do, makes great stuff. So it should be a good game.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think that if we see something akin to, um, you know, Jedi Fallen Order, which was a yeah. Souls-like but was quite accessible. I hope that's the kind of, you know, area that we take with it. That's Darren, you are a massive Souls fan. Um, mm-hmm. like I mentioned myself I get my ass kicked by those games constantly but how do you feel like what's the what is the appropriate way to make a Final Fantasy Souls-like without making it feel too hard or too cheap
3: I well first of all I just want to say I would buy this game in a goddamn heartbeat like that's hilarious you say Final <laughs> Fantasy and Souls-like and you put them together I'm, I'm sold immediately I I'm got to look at it um I think but as someone who's a huge fan of the Souls games and played every single one gotten the platinum trophy on some of them I think that going the Jedi Fallen Order route is the best way to do it. I don't think it would be right for a Final Fantasy game to just be so crushingly difficult that it becomes inaccessible. Because the whole point is that mm-hmm. like a lot of fans of the Final Fantasy you know series are not the same people that are necessarily going to be into Souls games. I don't want to say it's impossible, mm-hmm. but I think those communities are separate enough that you would want at least difficulty options or something to make sure that they're they're accessible mm-hmm. uh i think that um uh, the key should still be on the storytelling uh and the experience of going through uh you know yeah going through the narrative otherwise it's not really a final fantasy game at that point
0: good point i think you're i think you're spot on and we'll see more from this game rumors uh in june around square enix e 3 i hope it's real Um, It has some, you know, huge backing now. So I think this game would be really cool and I hope it exists. Uh, Our last piece of news also coming from Eurogamer from Tom Phillips. Zelda Skyward Sword's Loftwing Amiibo lets you skip a frustrating piece of game design. Um, I'm going to be reading here. Nintendo has revealed a Zelda and Loftwing Amiibo figurine which launches along its Skyward Sword HD remaster on July 16th. Tapping the Amiibo to your Switch lets you zip between the game's Airborne Overworld and Hyrule Surface wherever you are, a handy feature not available in the original game. So we already have an episode of Hey, Did You Hear?, which is our new show up on YouTube. Darren gives us a good breakdown of this, but I wanted to talk about this because I think it's so friggin' Nintendo to do something like this <laughs> and them catch not enough not enough flack for it. Um, I think from an accessibility standpoint, this is gross, leaving quality of life uh, options behind a paywall one that especially with amiibo amiibo are not always very accessible when they first come out i just think it's a really really gross way to do it um kyle how, what are your feelings on the uh, loftwing amiibo uh, yeah,
1: i am i'm with you i don't i don't like locking things that make the game easier to play behind another purchase that's not easy to come by and not yeah. everyone can get access to it i think that's really really crappy um as far as, like, the Zelda games, I don't play Zelda. I've never played a Zelda completely, so what? that's one of my big shames. It's one of my big shames. I played 30 minutes of Breath of the Wild, and I got bored, and I stopped. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's I'm, I'll go back eventually. But, yeah, I, I, I think the main point here is what you, what you're saying, is having that quality of life thing locked behind another plastic figurine to unlock it. Like, that... I don't like that move at all. That, that baffles me that someone okayed that.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And Darren, what I want to ask you, because I know you, like I said, go check out the YouTube video if you're curious about Darren's full thoughts. But Darren, what I want to ask you very quickly before we wrap is why does Nintendo get away with shit like this when if something was like EA or Ubisoft, people would be burning the places to the ground? Nintendo seems to have some, you know, people being like, what the hell? And then it's very quickly forgotten about. Why does Nintendo get a pass every time it makes some, a very anti-consumer friendly decision?
3: I think the reason, and this is going to be kind of a weird way to bring it up, but, and I'm sorry because I know a lot of people don't want to hear this name, including myself, but it's kind of like a Donald Trump scenario where Nintendo does, and this is coming from someone who loves Nintendo. I'm a huge Nintendo guy. Um, They do so many things that are questionable that, it's hard to just focus on one because they'll just go to the next one real quick. So I think it's kind of like they're getting a pass in the sense that like it's not going to be long before they do it again. Everybody just consigns it to, well, it's just Nintendo. So what else are you expecting? Like they've just kind of Mm -hmm. worn everyone down. I think uh, with their, their toy company mentality.
2: Mm Mm-hmm
0: yeah i think you're right and that makes me upset i i really hope that we see more from this Zelda game because we haven't seen enough of it let alone justifying a full price tag of course yeah. nintendo's gonna do what nintendo's gonna do and again yeah. i love nintendo but again i think you're spot on with them doing this kind of crap so often that it all kind of melts together and you don't even know what to be mad at anymore but that brings us to the end of the show <laughs> kyle thank you again so much for joining us it was a absolute pleasure having you and i hope you come back again soon one more time, can you please plug all your stuff so people know where to check out your content?
1: Absolutely, thanks so much for having me. I had a great time uh, getting hype about E yeah. three predictions for PlayStation. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at MisterKStep. The Trophy Room. You can listen to on uh, any podcast service of your choice. Uh, you can follow us over on Twitter at PS Trophy Room for that, as well as Six One uh, Indie on Twitter, Instagram. Uh. Twitch, YouTube, all those fun things, and 61indie.com for written previews, reviews, and um, hype checks for upcoming indie games.
0: Nice. And something I should have mentioned at the top of the show uh, is you guys are currently doing like a five-star rating push on Apple, right? Oh, yeah, Apple for the Room. Yes. Exactly, so, yes. Yeah. So please tell us about that. Yeah, if you uh, if you drop us a, a five-star review, no matter
1: where you are, um, you'll be entered to win a copy of Ratchet & Clank A Rift Apart uh we'll, we'll pick a random five star review from everybody that left one previous if you've already left us a review you're still included and uh we'll get you the next ps5 exclusive hotness for you uh i us
0: yeah so please yeah. go check out uh the trophy room on apple podcast leave a very very sweet five star review kyle it's been an absolute pleasure thank you again Likewise. i'm stoked to have you back uh in yeah. the future Everybody, thank you so much for listening. We've had a blast talking to you. You can find us over at Burnout Brighter on YouTube. You can find us on any podcast network of your choosing. Find our new show, Hey, Did You Hear?, which is all about news over on YouTube. And also, I have recently just joined a PlayStation, a new PlayStation podcast called The PlayStation Drive. I should have mentioned this on the top as well. What? But you, I'm now part of the Yumi and Capri lineup, Ooh. joining Ryan Turford, doing a PlayStation podcast called The PlayStation Drive. Our pilot just went up, uh uh, last friday you can catch that on patreon at patreon.com slash you me capri where that is locked behind a patreon wall right now but as we do more and more stuff if people like it if you want to submit questions if you want to hear more from me please go find the discord Uh, i'll link it in the show notes as well so if you want to ask questions you can find more there as well darren were you waggling your finger for a reason
3: no i was i mean yes (laughs) Uh, I was wagging my finger because I'm so excited
0: for you, Matt. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I'm super stoked about it. So please go check that out. Check out the Trophy Room. Check out 6-1 Indie. We'll be back next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Peace and love always. Peace out. Later.
1: feels so buffed up and powerful
2: you should
0: man really jealous (laughs) yeah darren maybe one day i'll give you an intro like that